0: Hello Duke fans and welcome to episode 354 of the Duke Basketball Report podcast. It is Wednesday, November 3rd, 2021. The Duke men's basketball season tips off in less than a week. And we have to do our own very special preview of it. I am Sam Klein. I am your host for this episode. I apologize as we get this conversation started that I'm feeling a little bit under the weather. Uh, I've been uh i've been dealing with a little like uh, i'd say the flu-like symptoms i don't believe i have covid but i will uh i'll tell the, the team if if it turns out i do uh i am joined by jason and donald as always jason is at home in atlanta which today is home to the world series champion atlanta braves Jason got zero
1: sleep people i got zero sleep last night
0: <laughs> were you in the battery last
1: night I I I did not go to the battery last night. Um, but I'm um, I'm only about two maybe three miles from the battery, um, so I definitely could have. I probably should have. But it was it was a little bit of a crazy scene over there. <laughs> but I was celebrating until the wee 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 hours. Well, good congratulations to you. Donald Wine
0: is not home. I think he's in Hawaii, uh, but he's refusing to show us any footage of the beach we just see a hotel room so donald could be anywhere in america or anywhere i will show you
2: right i will show you pictures of the beach uh okay. from my hotel room but Good. not on this not on this broadcast and those of you out follow, there you can't see me anyway so you
0: follow all, donald of on social anywhere media, <laughs> uh, of, of all the people to follow on social media you should be following donald okay oh yeah today we are doing the stats game it is my, I don't know how many years of reminder I have that we had a listener a couple of years ago tell us that they were going to sponsor a trophy for this. And I still have not gotten around to buying it. It is on my very long to-do list. So if you're still out there, I know we have to go buy the trophy, but we're going to do the stats. Game. I'd rather it be so, a belt.
1: Can it be a belt? I think I it can,
0: should be a belt. I Yeah, can get championship a belt. Belt. I think I could, I think I could pull that off. I don't, yeah. I, I mean, I say I could have pulled off a trophy. I never did that either, but um yeah, maybe we'll do a belt this year. Anyway, if you are, I know we, we previewed this last time we spoke, Donald wasn't here, but we, every year, or at least for the last, I don't know how many years we've done this stats prediction game as our, as our very special season preview, because hey, it'd be hey, fine Sam? for us to just, Sam, yeah. can
1: you remind everyone who won last year? I, I'm getting to that. I'm get, let me,
0: okay. let me ease into this. Cause this is, this is my <laughs> thing. You know, I, I, the history of this event is that I came up with it on the fly and didn't let you guys prepare. Uh, which was way more fun. Uh, now you've convinced me that I have to like give you the categories ahead of time and have analysis, which I think is ridiculous, but uh, I I'm, I think I'm outvoted on that. So uh, every year now, we don't want
1: to look like fools.
0: We do that. We're fools anyway. That's not that's not really <laughs> yeah, right. a, of, of issue here. We don't want to look so more year, like we fools. Come up, we come up with a set of statistics that we are going to bet on or guess. Uh, for this season related to Duke basketball, it's more fun, I think, than just straight doing a preview of the team, because we're going to talk about all these guys so much anyway. Um, and, and we have, we have a set of categories. I, I provided them to Jason and Donald ahead of time. We'll post all of our picks in the forum so that, uh, people can submit their own picks. Uh, maybe I will get the uh, time and energy to create a uh, survey poll so that people can input their, their answers. Uh, No promises on that, but if I do, I'll post it in the forum and then you can, you can bet on it all at the beginning of the year. And the winner gets, I don't know, a lot of kudos from us for being smarter uh, about predicting the future than we are, uh, which is a valuable thing. And it's a valuable skill that you should not waste on Duke basketball. You should spend that on something else, but uh, getting to the game. So last year we, we did the stats prediction game. There were 21 categories. Jason came away as the winner. He won 11 points. I came in second place with nine. Donald had seven, um, so it was it was kind of a tough one because of the truncated season. And Duke wasn't really all that good at basketball last year, so uh, we we for anything that was numbers related, we just way overshot everything uh, this year. I will still take the dub. I'm still taking the dub. We will do better this year, though. That's my 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 main prediction is that we will do better on the stats game this year. So this is what we're going to do. I'm going to read out a category. I will bounce back and forth between the two of you and we will just go through all of our picks. I have them all uh, set up here uh, and I have my own picks ready to go. Hopefully you guys didn't cheat and look at, at what I had picked so that you could, uh, so that you could muscle me out. But uh, we will start, the way we usually do this is we start with uh, the, the big five stats and we're going to make one change to the big five stats this year uh, because we know who's going to lead the team in blocks.
1: So, so wait, uh, so, so related to that, Yes. Um. Can I ask, especially on, on the on the big five stats, points, rebounds, blocks, assists and steals. If all three of us guess the same person, not guess, predict the same person. Yes. Can we then move to the backup being how many? So, like, for example, what you're talking about is in blocks, we all know that we're all going to pick Mark Williams to lead the team in block shots. So we're
0: going to guess. OK, sure. That's fine. That's fine. So we can do a we already number? decided. Yeah. Uh, no, per game, per game. We're doing per game stats this year. For, per game stats. Uh, okay. For these, for these big five. So uh, we will start with points per game right at the top points per game. Donald, I am giving you the first pick. Who's going to lead the team in scoring this year?
2: Uh, it should be no surprise that I think that the uh, best player in the country is on this team and his name is Paulo Banquero, And I think he will lead the lead or lead the team
1: in points per game. See, and and this is the category where I went, you know what? We should pick the number because we're all going to pick the same guy. I'm completely with Donald. Paolo Bencaro will be the Duke scoring leader this season.
0: Okay. In that case, we are going to the tiebreaker then uh, because we're all picking Paulo. So, Jason, you go first. Give me Paulo's points per game. And we're going closest to the pin here. We're not going uh, Price is Right. I'm
1: going to go 18.7.
0: And Donald.
2: I will go, wow, I was going to go something in that range, but I want to make it a little interesting. So I'm going
0: to go 20.1. 20.1 is a big number for a freshman, but both RJ Barrett and Zion Williamson did it. Uh, I was thinking right around 20. So I'm going to go high on Donald. Uh, we'll, we'll swap these around so that it becomes fair, but I'll go 20.2. Uh, so Donald's got the... Uh, donald has got the tough route to the to victory here. Actually, but I, I, I think that's a good range.
1: I think Donald's right in there. I, you know, Donald's basically got like 19.4 to 20 points. That's a really good spot to be, I think.
0: I think there's a lot of speed on this team. Uh, and, and so I think, I think scoring is going to happen quickly. See, my problem my problem with the number is that
2: he could average a lot, but we could have a lot of guys that are kind of in the middle range that, you know, will take points away from him, so to speak, but add them to the team it makes it fine in the grand scheme of things, but for this purpose, yeah, it's going to be interesting.
1: Can can I quickly say how high are our expectations on Palo that 18.7 is the low number? (laughs) Because that's a big scoring number. We've seen seen some of the stats. It's been done. It's been done.
0: So, uh, all right, let's move to rebounds per game. Uh, Last year, Matthew Hurt led the team in rebounds. He also led the team in points. He's not, here anymore. Jason, I will let you go first. Who's going to lead the team in rebounds per game?
1: Um, so I think it's Mark Williams. I think it could be really close with, with Paolo, but I, but I think Mark Williams will, will get there on the rebounds. Jason, I disagree. So we do not have to go to the runoff.
0: I had Paulo as my, as my rebounds leader. Donald, who do you have? Who are you going to pair up with?
2: Yeah, I, I think I'm going to go with you, Sam. It's going to be super, super close. I think this will be decided by less than 15 rebounds, but I think it's going to be Paulo Bencaro.
1: The, the reason I'm worried about this category is I think that um, I think Theo John may make it easier for us to get Mark Williams on the bench versus I think Paolo is going to play more minutes than, than Mark Williams. And, and that's going to be the deciding point. If we were doing rebounds per minute, I'd feel really comfortable. Um, so I'm I not mean, an interesting, pick.
0: <laughs> interesting issue. And I, I I feel the same way, although I don't know. I don't know how much we are going to be able to keep Mark Williams on the bench this year. I think he's going to be, he's going to be so good. Uh, yeah, if that's what he showed at the end of last year. If you we were
2: doing rebounds per minute last year, it, it would have been like Mark Williams was like seven point three rebounds yeah. per minute. <laughs> <He> just <laughs> came right. in and just grabbed a bunch of, a bunch of rebounds, a bunch of dunks, and got off the court.
0: Let's keep talking about Mark Williams. Speaking of Mark Williams, we're going to do blocks per game. I don't know why I have this third. Usually assist goes third, but I'm in charge here. So uh, blocks per game for Mark Williams. I did a bit. Of background on this to pick my number. Wendell Carter averaged 2.1 blocks per game in his freshman season at Duke. Uh, these, are, these are just a few recent numbers to put you in the range. Zion averaged 1.8. Vernon Carey averaged 1.6. I think Mark Williams is going to have a better blocks year than Wendell Carter did. So I'm going to go with 2.3 blocks per game for Mark Williams, and I'm going to let Donald pick next.
2: So I, I think I'm right in that range with you. Um, the reason why I thought Paolo Bancaro would get just a few more rebounds than Mark Williams is because I think there's going to be a lot of times where Mark Williams can't get it because he's too busy blocking the shot. So I'm going 2.5 rebounds per game. Or I'm sorry, blocks per game.
1: So I did a re- little bit of research as well. Last year, the player that led all of Division I basketball in blocks per game was a guy named Casey Nadefo of St. Peter's. He averaged 3.64 blocks per game. That's, that's a lot. 3.64. Um, Evan Mobley led all power five, you know, like major college players uh, with an average of 2.88. That was the best of any player playing, you know, in, in the major conferences 2.88. I think Mark Williams will slightly exceed that number. I'm going with 2.9 blocks per game from Mark Williams, which is a big number. I think he'll be the best shot blocker among all the sort of power five conferences. I don't think he'll lead the nation. He wants to lead the nation. I don't think he'll lead the nation. There'll be some guy at some tiny school that picks up extras, but I got 2.9 on Mark Williams.
2: Can I make a very bold, unrelated prediction to the Mark Williams blocks game? Mark Williams will have a double double this year with blocks.
0: That's all I'm going to say. Just one. Just which at least hey, one that is hard as really hard to do that. Yeah, there will Should be no quadruple
2: doubles here, but I think there's I was gonna gonna say, one double double adding,
0: a one
1: double double war block isn't is involved.
0: Are we adding Mark Williams triple doubles to the to the counting <laughs> stats?
1: No.
0: <laughs> no. Do you guys do you guys know hey,
1: uh, do you guys know the last triple double at Duke? RJ Barrett oh. had one. Oh, I was going to say oh, yeah. I was going to say Mason Plumley. No, RJ Barrett no. had
2: one. I knew I knew Barrett had one, but I know um I think Zion was close a couple of games, but Barrett actually got one.
1: Yeah. And I think RJ's was like the fourth in Duke history. So triple doubles pretty darn rare. I, I think
0: Mark Williams could have one this year. I, I I think it could happen against one of these against one of these small opponents where he's just out there, you know, being being himself. <laughs> Maybe
2: he has a Draymond Green game where he has a triple double is like rebounds, assists, blocks, and he has like
0: two points. Honestly would be totally fine with that. That would be so much fun. Yeah. All right. We're going to move to assists per game. Uh, last year, this was Jordan Goldwire. Uh, the team, the team may miss Jordan Goldwire this year. We'll see. Uh, but let's do assists per game and, uh, Donald, I'll let you take this one first.
2: Uh, I am going to go with Jeremy Roach. He was, uh, the, the returning leader uh, of guys barely out clips, eclipsing Wendell Moore. Uh, but I think he's going to have more of a role of, being a distributor when he's in the game. So I think Jeremy Roach is going
0: to be our guy. Jason, who do you have?
1: I also have Jeremy Roach. I see him getting in the lane, the defense coming to him, and he's going to toss that ball up by the rim and he's going to have a lot, lot, lot of guys who are going to go grab it and stuff it. All right. So we need to do,
0: we need to do numbers now because obviously we're also taking Jeremy Roach. <laughs> so uh, I, I think Jeremy Roach is going to have a good, not great year of assists i think the ball is going to move around a lot so it's not necessarily always going to be him i'm taking roach at 4.5 assists i'm gonna go 5.6 i think that's a that's a fun number jason i dare you to go higher than 5.6
1: no i'm not i'm gonna go right in the middle i'm gonna go 5.1 5.1 mm. love it um, come on jeremy keep, keep these are keep great spreads. Ball. all right
0: <laughs> let's move to steals per game uh, jason you're gonna take this one first last year this was also jordan goldwire
1: and this year, it will be Wendell Moore, who I think will uh, ride the steals per game number to perhaps being ACC Defensive Player of the Year. I'm going to make that bold prediction for you. But Wendell Moore, I believe, will lead the team in steals. I agree with that. So, Donald, are we going to a runoff?
2: We are not. I'm going to make, shake this up. I think one person who I think is going to be underrated when it comes to his defensive prowess, and I've talked about this because of his size, is Trevor Keels. I think I love Trevor the Keels. I think Trevor Keels, again, I think this one will be very close, but I think Trevor Keels gets them.
0: In Donald's version of this season, Trevor Keels is playing a lot. I'm curious if that will reflect when we get to the actual Trevor Keels uh, category that we have here. So uh, stay tuned for that. Let's move to field goal percentage, not three-point percentage, but to overall field goal percentage. Um, This is mine to take first. I made this mistake last year. I am going with Mark Williams. He's not shooting shots away from the basket. So it's Mark Williams for me. Uh, Donald, who do you got? Big Mark Williams. And Jason.
1: Uh, so, so we're, we're going to be three for three. Mark Williams last year, by the way, was the player who had the most dunk attempts without missing a dunk of anyone in the country. And um, uh, he, he's going to have a lot of dunk attempts again this year. He's going to shoot some three pointers. I'm absolutely convinced Mark Williams is going to shoot some three pointers, but he is going to easily lead this team in field goal percentage because he's going to mostly shoot shots inside of five feet. And mostly it will be him throwing the ball down through the basket. All Sam, right. should we try and predict the number now? I'm I was I was about to, to lead that off. I
0: am going to guess that Mark Williams makes 67 percent of his shots this year. That's a big number, man. It's a big number. Uh, That, wow. Uh, I'm going to go 62.5.
2: So last year he averaged, I think he was 66.4% from the floor. Um, So Sam is thinking he's going to be a little bit better. I think he's going to be a little bit better than that. And just for the sake of being nice, I'm going
0: 69%. I, I love that pick. I actually was about to, to, to give him 69, but I didn't uh, excuse me. Let me back that up. I was about to guess that he was going to – you know what? Let's move on. <laughs> oh, my goodness.
1: Did that just that... happen?
0: That happened. Sorry, that folks. Happened. <laughs> um, how about three-point field goal percentage? Uh, I think Donald is up for this one. Who's going to lead the team in three-point field goal percentage?
2: This is an interesting one because there's a couple of guys that I think could do it. Uh, I'm going to go A.J. Griffin, uh, and I think he'll have enough attempts because I know that was one of the – I, deals I believe is half an attempt per game or one per game that we have uh as yeah our for, for,
0: for three-point field goals we go like half an attempt per game so you yeah, have so to I, you have to have taken at least like 15 or 20
2: yeah and I think I, I mean AJ Griffin will more than eclipse that but I think he's going to be the guy that outpaces a few other guys on the team that are going to be super close I think this will be a category where a bunch of guys are bunched up but uh I
1: think AJ Griffin ends it, it in the lead all right Jason who you got Senior leadership, gentlemen, Joey Baker will lead this team in three-point field goal percentage.
0: Gentlemen, we have a a full competition here. I took Trevor Keels uh, as my three-point field goal percentage leader for this season. I, I think this speaks to this team could have a lot of different weapons. Uh, Again, that's my, that's my big takeaway
2: on that. These are three of the guys that I had. You know, Wendell Moore also, he shoots threes. He doesn't shoot at eight. A lot of times you have to think about guys who shoot enough but not at a huge clip. And I think him and Paulo Bancaro are going to take their threes. Uh, but I think in the end, there's gonna be three or four guys that are gonna be right just right in the thick of things when it comes to that percentage because of you know, some will shoot for volume while some will shoot, you know, when they're when they are in the game, which is not that much.
0: All right. Next category, most total free throw attempts. So who is getting fouled and going to the line the
1: most? Jason, you've got this one first. Paolo Ben Caro will lead the team in free throw attempts. And part uh, of that Part of that, here's a little wrinkle, will be teams looking to figure out who to foul down the stretch at the end of games. And of all the guys on the floor, I think they will pick Paolo, not because he's going to be terrible, but he will be the worst free throw shooter on the floor, I think. Um, and so I think he may get a few extras out of that, but, but he's going to get a ton just from being in the post and being bigger and stronger and getting fouled. All right, Donald, I'm also taking Paulo. So do you want us to go three for three? And are we
0: going to the runoff?
2: Yeah, it's three for three, only because he's going to have the ball in his hands the most, I think.
0: So, Jason, you are up first. How many free throw attempts? Uh, Let's do free throw attempts per game for Paulo Bancaro. You got to be ready, man. Okay,
1: yeah. Uh, I have not researched or thought about this at all. I'm going to go with free throw attempts per game. God, I I just, I I don't, uh, uh, let's say 6.8. I think that's a great number. I think that's a
0: great number. Donald. Uh, I pulled that I out am, of my
1: 69, man. I, don't, yeah, I, don't know I was going <laughs> to go
0: with 6.3. So Donald, what do you have? Uh, I'm going to go.
2: See, last year, I think Matthew Hurt led the team in free throw attempts, but he didn't take that many. And it was a testament. But I think this year we'll have a lot of guys getting to the free throw line quite a bit. I'm going to go
0: 5.8. I think Donald actually has the 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 best strategy on this one. All right. Most total field goal attempts. This may be uh, similar to free throw attempts, but uh, I'm starting this one off.
1: I also have Paolo Bancaro for this. Donald, who do you have? Bancaro. Uh, we're three for three. There's little question. I think that Paolo is going to be the guy who shoots the most in this team,
0: for good so, reason
1: because he's the he's going to be the best player. <laughs> and that and that is fine. Then the question
0: is, how many free throw attempts is he going to have, or how many total field goal attempts uh, is he going to have, uh, or or per game on again per, per game. game basis? Yeah. So, um, this could be, this number can vary wildly. So, uh, I think I'm trying to look for, for sort of comps for this. I'm going to guess that he's like 13 attempts per game. Um, it's not an overwhelming number, but, um, but I, I think he's going to, he's going to make a lot of shots and, and taking 13 a game and scoring 20 points for me, I feel like puts him in a, in a, in a good clip for, for where I think his, his percentage is going to be.
1: So I'm 13, going 13 per game. 13 is a, is a really, really good guess. Last year, I just looked this up. Matthew Hurt led the team in field goal attempts per game at 12.3. So you're right in that ballpark. I, I don't think we're going to see Paolo shooting much more than that. Man, he already took 13. I would have taken 13. I'm just going to 12.5. That's fine. Donald.
2: Uh, yeah, I was also going to take 13. I was also going to take 12.5 as my backups. I'm going to go 12, <laughs> 12, 12, even.
0: I think we're in a good range there. I think we're in a good range. Okay. How many players will lead Duke in scoring in a game this year? Donald, you have this one first. This one's always a, a fun one to think about.
2: Yeah. And I have, uh, five guys, um, Ben Carroll, Moore, keels, Williams and Griffin. I think will all lead the team in scoring in at least one game this year. So
0: th- yeah, that's five just did my math. Jason, who do you have or what do you have?
1: Yeah, I've also got five. Um, And uh, somewhat similarly, I said, Ben Caro, Keels, Moore, and Williams will each lead the team in scoring at one point. And then I said, and one more random one. I'm not sure if it'll be Griffin or Roach or Baker.
0: All right. I am uh, going bigger than that. I'm going six because I think that both Roach and Baker have the, have the potential to do it. Uh, Joey Baker's going to go off one night this this season i like i think he's gonna have a a 25 plus point game um and i just don't know when it's going to happen but but he's going to have that explosive night so i'm going six you two are going five all right here's one that i'm excited for paulo bancaro double doubles this year uh jason you're gonna go first and then i have i have a bit
1: a tiny bit of research on this oh you got some research on this so do i do you guys know who has the acc freshman record for double doubles, which player in ACC history, as a freshman, had the most double doubles? Do either Marvin others? Bagley the third? Is it Marvin Bagley? It is Marvin Bagley. The number was twenty-two. Bagley yep, set a that. record with twenty-two. I don't think Paolo is going to quite get to that. I'm going with sixteen. Sixteen double doubles by Paolo Ben I
0: I looked at that number, and the other number I looked at was Zion Williamson's number, which was fourteen. And I think that uh, similar to you, I think he's. Paul is going to be closer to Zion's range. I had 15.
2: I think he's going to be a little less than that, only because I think when it comes to rebounds, it's going to be more distributed amongst the lot of guys. So I took the number of potential games that we could have, which is 41. And I took about a third of that. So I'm going with 13.
0: I think these are these are all totally fair. Or we're going to be completely wrong. And you know what? There's no punishment. <laughs> I, for I
2: that. hope we're wrong and he has 41. I hope he has 41 of them. That'd be great.
1: All right. We're
0: going to do one. I'm with Donald.
1: 41 is a good number because that means Duke is playing till the last day of the season. That's true. That's true. I'll take that over any other random
0: prediction. Um, We're going to do one more category, and then we're going to take a quick break. Uh, We discussed this on the last show, and Jason, I think, had a good idea here, which is I was going to do Trevor Keel's starts, but Jason pointed out that it'll be more fun to do Trevor Keel's non-starts. So how many games will Trevor Keel's come off? How many games will Trevor Keel's be coming off the bench for Duke? Uh, and I am taking this one first. I had him coming off the bench in nine games, Donald.
2: I'm going with five. I know that's a little low, um, but I also think that he's going to be starting whenever he's available. And I also said I'm treating it not necessarily as coming off the bench, but there may be not there may be a, something here where he has a nagging injury or something. You know how the season is freshmen don't always play every single game for various reasons. I think he's one of the guys that, you know, we could hold him out of game for some precautionary reason, nothing serious. Uh, but I think five non-starts.
0: I think there's going to be a lot of movement in the, in the wing rotation and coach K is going to have to play with lineups a little bit, which is why I think my number is probably a little higher.
1: Um, I, I, I sort of think the number is, is zero. I'm not actually, I'm going to guess three because like Donald said, I think there may be, you know, who knows who goes through a COVID testing protocol or something like that, or, or what else, ha- you know, a little nagging injury in practice or something um, maybe at some point coach K wants to shake things up for a game or two, but I think Trevor Keels is going to show himself to be such a valuable scorer and um and, and important player on this team that I think he, pretty much starts virtually every game. So I'm saying three games he won't start. All right, we are going to take a quick break. When we come back, we are going to finish
0: this game. So stick around. Gentlemen, the stats game continues. Joey Baker starts is up next. Uh, this one to me feels like a a very fun wild card because Joey Baker could not start for this team at all. Uh, but maybe it turns out that that he's become a monster in his senior year. Donald, you've got the first pick on this. How many starts will Joey Baker have this year?
2: Well, I know he's going to have at least one because he's a senior and we always start a senior against in that final game, which would be UNC this year. The rest of it is really difficult because I think that he could start. He's good enough to start there's guys that are, I think are better than him that will start. And I think he's going to embrace his role as kind of a super sub of some sort. So I think I'm going to go with four starts for joy banker, which again, I think is low. And I hope I'm wrong because it means that he's on fire, but I do think he embraces his role as kind of a super sub and that senior leader for that second unit off the bench.
1: Jason, what do you got here? Uh, I got one. I think he starts on his senior day. That's not to say I don't expect Joey Baker to have a big season and be a really valuable part of this team. I'm the guy who predicted that he would lead the team in three-point field goal percentage. I just think that uh, this is a really, really talented top five, top six guys, and I think it's going to be hard for Joey Baker to crack his way into that rotation, especially because there's so much talent, um, I think, on the wings. I had three. I think that there
0: will be uh, challenging times for Duke this season with all this youth. And there will be a game or two where coach case says, we're going to put the seniors in. Uh, we're going to put the old guys in and we're going to have them, have them, you know, uh, demonstrate a little bit more uh, fortitude than, than the young guys are showing. So I've got three Joey Baker starts. All right. Here's another fun one. That is a derivative of one that we've done a few times in the past. I want to know how many minutes Theo John is going to play this year. Last year, we were guessing minutes for Patrick to pay, which was not as fun because it turns out Patrick to pay was not, really all that prepared to play in the ACC, but Theo John certainly is. So Jason, give me, or yeah, Jason, give me your prediction. Excuse me. Jason, give me your prediction for Theo John's total minutes this year.
1: So I'm going with 300. I'm sorry. I'm going with 570. And I arrived at that by saying Duke's going to play in around 38 games and Theo John's going to average around 15 minutes per game. 38 times 15 gets me to 570 total Theo John minutes.
0: I went a little bit lower than you because I really believe that Paulo and Mark Williams are going to command time in the post and that it's going to be hard to sit them. So I went 415. Um, I think we're in the same ballpark, but not not exactly on the same page. Uh, Donald, where do you have for uh, Theo John's total minutes? Is it between 415 and 570?
2: It is not. It is a little less than 415. I went with 400. Um, Similar reasons for you, Sam. I think, again, I think Paulo and and Mark are going to have a lot of time and it's not because Theo John won't get a lot of time, but you know, 10 minutes per game times about 40 to 41 games. You're looking at 400 minutes.
0: All right. Let's talk about, this is another fun one uh, because we got this preview during uh, during the preseason. How many three pointers is Bates Jones going to make this year? And, Obviously this could be, I mean, this could be none, but it, maybe it turns out that he's a, he's a specialist off the bench for Duke. I have Bates Jones
1: making six three-pointers this year. Believe it or not, my number was also six. But I, you know what? Just for the sake of, of not having a tie, I'll go with five.
2: And I will be the ever-optimist of Bates Jones getting a lot of garbage time and getting eight three-pointers.
0: I originally had eight and then I looked at it and I said, man, that's going to be a that's going to be a tough number for him to for him to get to. OK, players who log over 300 minutes. We've set this as the as the baseline before of whether you are in the rotation or out. So 300 minutes. Donald, you take this one first.
2: OK, so a little bit of research. Last year, seven players hit 300 minutes for Duke. But
1: that in was a very 20, abbreviated. Very that abbreviated was in
2: 24 season. games. OK. So that was nine guys. There was nine guys that averaged 10 minutes per game. If we have that many people average 10 minutes per game, we have a possible 41 games this year. So I went with eight. I went with, you know, Ben Carroll, Moore, Williams, Keels, Roach, John, Griffin, and Baker will all average over 10 minutes per game, which would give them the 300 minutes
1: required. All right, Jason, what do you have? Uh, I, I did the exact same calculation. I didn't have to look that that far to know that um after you get past Joey Baker as the eighth man I think on this team um there there there's just not anyone else who who I think is going to get anywhere close to 10 minutes per game or even consistently I, I just don't think the other guys are going to consistently play enough so I I also went with eight players all right fine I'll go interesting I'll say seven I think that tracks with I think that
0: um that Paulo Mark Williams and Wendell Moore are going to play a ton of minutes, all three of them. And there just isn't going to be room for enough guys to get to 300. I don't know who gets edged out in that, but, uh, but I'll, I'll take seven. And by the way, I do need to back up very quickly because I had research that I didn't share. Uh, I I need to go back to Theo John's total minutes. The only number that I would share with you, I went with 415, uh, in the year that Marvin Bagley and Wendell Carter were starting in the post for Duke, Marquis Bolden was on the team and he played 373 minutes. So if you want what I think is a, you know, I think Theo John's a better player than, than Marquis Bolden was when he, you know, in that season, but playing a sort of similar role behind two hopefully dominant big men. So I needed to, I needed to share my research.
1: I, I feel really, really scared of my 570-minute I, prediction now. I think <laughs> that there's a, I
0: think there's a good version of Duke where, where Theo John plays 570 minutes. It's just different than the version that I'm envisioning. All right. It's, our, it's one of our favorite categories. How many total points will the walk-ons score this year? Jason, I will let you go first. This is, I think, the category you excel at.
1: I, I kill it this category, and, and it's not fair that I'm going first, but it's fine. I, I, want to, I want to give everyone the research on this. Last season, the walk-on scored three points. The year before that, it was two. The year before that, it was four. In 2018, three, as you can see, small numbers. 2017, walk-on scored one point. This year, Duke's going to be good. Duke's going to play. Duke is playing a number of teams that I think are really not a good matchup for Duke. Um, And so I think the walk-ons may get a little more time than usual. Um, I'm going to go with a point total of five, five points this year from the walk-ons. All right. I I picked seven because I wanted
0: to be a little bit more optimistic. And I think that Coach K is going to give Michael Savarino the green light for the however many minutes that he's in the game. Donald, what do you got? Okay. So I went with seven, but I'm going to change it because I can't have also seven points.
2: But here's the thing. We only have two walk-ons this year, Spencer Hubbard and Stanley Borden. That's why I went with seven. No, 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 no,
0: no. This is sorry. When I say walk-ons, I mean, non, non-recruited players. So don't, don't get all technical. Okay. know, and
1: Worthington count, even though they are on scholarship.
0: Okay. Cause I, I, I include them on scholarship.
2: I say once on scholarship, you're on scholarship, you're part of that crew. Um, so that actually changes my approach a little bit. So I'm going to go with 10. I know that's a never optimist thing but Michael Savrino's been hitting a few Keenan Ward since I, I see you out there Keenan don't let me down 10 points.
0: All right. Another category that Donald excels at uh stinks at is uh number of 100 point games. Uh this one this one's always a fun one because it relies on Duke to have usually it's blowouts. There aren't normally games uh, unless it's the 1992 Elite 8 where Duke and its opponent are both we, scoring. We had a double points. overtime
1: game with Wake Forest where we got we got well That's over right. 100. We got hundred. Yeah. yeah. So that happened and, and, and,
0: and these oddities happen. All right. I'm going first on this one. Um, I did check the Ken Palm predictions. Ken Palm says that Duke will not score hundred points in any game this year. Uh, the highest number I think he had was like 92 or 93 against the Citadel and South Carolina state. Uh, Duke's got a lot of cupcake games on the schedule this year. I picked two 100 point games. That's what I think Duke's going to have Donald. This is your category, man. What do you got?
2: 41. No, 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 not 41. Um, I had also picked two and I'm not going to change it. I I'm just going to stick with two because I think we'll get one in the early season. And I always like to say this. I think we'll get one in the first round of the tournament or something like that, where we destroy somebody, but
0: I think we get a couple this year. All right, Jason be pessimistic, pick one or zero. Uh,
1: I I, want to point out or pick 10. We just played a division two team and we only barely got to 100. We got to 106. Getting to 100 points is a lot harder than people think. I had two as my number. Um, and I would sort of identified South Carolina State and the Citadel as two places that Duke might do it. I, I'll revise it for the sake of us having some competition here. I will say one. 100-point game for the Blue Devils this year.
0: I respect that. Okay. Uh, another, another one that I, that I like doing is the Ken Palm defensive rank at the end of the regular season. So at the, or at, at the end of the ACC tournament. So at selection Sunday, what is Duke's defensive ranking in Ken Palm going to be And Donald? You will pick first.
2: Uh, I don't remember what it was last year and I didn't have a chance to do that research, but I'm going to go with 14. Um, I think that's going to be where our offense obviously is going to outpace our defense slightly. Uh, but if we're a really good team at the end of the year, as we think, as we all think we will be, I think that defense will still be in the top 20 in this country.
1: Jason, I, I did some research have? on this. I, I got some yes. research. Last year, Donald, and, and and I will admit, I didn't do what Duke's rank was entering the NCA uh, the NCAA tournament. I did our, our rank at the end of the season. That's just the easiest thing to look up. Last year we were 79th. In 2020, we were 12th. In 2019, sixth, then ninth, then 47th in 2017, 86th in 2016. I can keep on going, but I'm not going to bother. Um, I think this year Duke is going to have truly elite rim protection in Mark Williams and Theo, John, um, uh, one of whom will be in the game at all times. I think Duke is going to have someone who protects the rim, uh, you know, just uh, among one of the top five shop blockers in the country. And that rim protection is going to lead to Duke being ranked eighth, eighth in Ken Palm defensive ranking. I think that's a, that's a very bold pick, uh, to rely on a team
0: with this much freshmen to be that good in, in Ken Palm defense, but uh, Jason, we've got coach K. So he he's going to teach them what to do. And Mark Williams is going to block a lot of shots. I went with 16. I'm the most pessimistic of you guys. And when I did the research on this, I looked at not the Ken Palm ratings uh, at the, at the, I did the, just Ken Palm ratings at the full end of the year. So it's a little skewed by tournament performance, but the numbers that I pulled out the last six years, 79, 12, 6, 9, 47, and 86. Uh, so the years when Duke is good, they're really good at defense. And the, Duke, the years when Duke is not as good, nah, they're not so great at defense. So um, I think that this team is going to be good. I don't think it's going to be more elite defensively than, than some of the recent iterations. So I went with 16. All right, this is another fun one that requires a bit of deep dive. Road wins for this team. How many games will they win on the road? Jason, I will let you kick this one off.
1: So just so everyone knows, there are a total of 11, 11 road games for this Duke team. One in the non-conference season against Ohio State and 10 in the ACC. I believe that Duke will have a total of seven road wins this season. You went with I, seven.
2: Oh, go ahead. Go ahead.
0: I looked at the same list, obviously, because this is this is the schedule that we get, and no road, win, no road games will be added. Uh, I think that Duke has losses pending at Ohio State, Notre Dame, and UVA this year. I've got eight road wins for Duke, Donald. I also have
2: eight, um, but we're not losing at Ohio State because you know my feelings in Ohio State, and it's my birthday, and we don't do that. We don't lose on my birthday, especially on the road to Ohio State.
0: All right. Uh, another fun one: ACC teams in the NCAA tournament. I think the league has been down in recent years, but uh, there's a lot of teams that are sort of. If you look at the preseason rankings, a lot of teams that are in that like 25 to 50, like uh, teams that are going to be sort of low seeds, but still sort of in the tournament. I'll take this one first. I'm going nine ACC teams in the tournament, but a but not a great showing for the ACC, sort of in the top four. So a lot of a lot of early entry and early exit for the ACC. So nine. Donald, what do you have?
2: Well, looking at the preseason polls and just, you know, the rankings and stuff like that, a lot of people don't like the ACC. I don't know why, but that usually is reflected somewhat in how they perceive the conference throughout the season, no matter what happens. I'm going with six teams from the ACC in the NCAA tournament.
1: And uh, I'm going to split the difference. I'm going with eight Duke, Florida State, Virginia Tech, Notre Dame, UNC, Louisville, Syracuse, and Virginia all make the NCAA tournament. That is eight teams. All right. We are down to our final category.
0: This is the big one. How many games is Duke going to win in Coach K's final season? Donald, you get to kick this one off.
2: Again, we have a possible 41 games. Uh, I think we, we all said we think we will lose three on the road. There's two more out there, either in neutral side or at home. That leaves a total of 36 wins for Duke, 36 in a national championship.
1: Jason. I've also got Duke winning a national title and I, my math is very similar to Donald's but just a touch more pessimistic. 35, 35 wins for these Blue Devils.
0: Okay, uh, I was gonna go 31 and I can even raise that up. Uh, so I, I will take 32 wins for Duke. I don't think I'm being very consistent here based on my, my road losses. Um, or that I just don't think Duke is going to win the championship, but um, but those are big numbers that you guys are are putting up for Duke this year. Uh, I hope that Duke wins a national championship. You hope, I assume most listeners hope that Duke wins a national championship this year, but we don't know how that will play out. That's I, why we have to come back and talk about it.
1: I will freely admit that my my 35 pick is with my heart, not my head. If I was making a wager or something like that, where I had to really, really. You know, I'd probably be closer to your number, Sam, just because it is really hard to win a national title. This could be an unbelievably successful Blue Devil team that do- just doesn't play enough games to get um, 35 wins because they they go out, you know, uh, in-, in the final four. If you-, if you merely make the final four, it's really hard to win 35 games.
2: Look, I, I-, I voted with my-, my heart there. I always do. You have to kind of do the math of, if we win a national championship, how many wins do you need to do that? And then you backtrack from there. That's all you got to do.
1: I respect that uh, that methodology, Donald. I, I hope Sam is incredibly wrong in this category. I think we I
2: would all love do. to be
0: wrong. <laughs> I would like to win. I would like to win the stats game and only get this thing wrong this year. I think that would be totally fine. Thirty-eight wins for Duke. It's happening. ACC championship, uh, NCAA championship. The whole the whole nine yards. So all of that will happen. Okay. That is the stats game. We will post the predictions so that you can join the fun. We will be back over the weekend to talk about Kentucky because Duke plays Kentucky on Tuesday night in Madison Square Garden at an Let's incredibly go. late hour. So if you are <laughs> an go. East Coast, if you are an East Coast uh, early early bird, uh, man, sorry. The season is not tipping off well for you. So uh, any final thoughts, gentlemen, uh, on the stats game before we uh, before we say goodbye today?
2: For me, I am looking forward to the championship belt. Uh, I think what we can do is just kind of speak that into existence so that the championship belt happens. And I'm looking forward to wearing it in April.
1: So I'll say this about the stats game. This is our way of previewing the team. And there was a name that was not mentioned enough, which was Trevor Keel's um i i think you know maybe he got his own, own stat us- he has his own I said, stat i said he's gonna lead the team in three three-point field goal percentage. i'm just saying I, I feel like we talked a lot about uh, we definitely talked a lot about mark williams we talked a lot about Paolo bencaro um I, you know we had a stat about whether Tra- trevor keels is going to start every game i think if we went to second best on a whole bunch of these categories trevor keel's name would start to show up a lot more And uh, so my, you know, it's not a stat prediction, but one of the things I want people to watch on this season is Trevor Keels. Trevor Keels is going to be really, really good.
0: I think to one of the conversations we've had recently, the other person that, that could light up the stat sheet just completely unexpectedly this year is Wendell Moore, because he's one of those guys that's like second or third on the team in every category, Yeah. uh, in, in in prior years. so He's going to be in the yeah. hunt for a Wait, lot Sam, of these things.
1: Sam, we were supposed to have. I had suggested, and you liked the idea, oh, of yeah. the category. We are going to add this category, which was games where Wendell Moore scores 10 points, 5 rebounds, and 5 assists.
0: All right, fine.
2: Is, games that, the where... Shane, is that the Shane Battier uh, stat? Yeah, essentially, yeah, yes. The Shane
0: Battier, the Shane Battier Award. Uh, Wendell Moore, 10 points, uh, 5 rebounds, and 5 assists. Jason, give me the number. Uh, the number shall be... 11 The number shall be 11. I am going to get 7 out of Wendell Moore for this. Donald, what do you have?
2: Uh wow. So 10 5 and 5, I will go 9. Split the difference.
0: I like our I like our spread here. Okay. That is the game. 23 categories this year. So we have plenty of places to score points. Donald has plenty of places to be overly optimistic. And uh, we will check in, of course, on our stats predictions throughout the season. That'll do it for this episode. So for Jason Evans and for Donald Wine, I am Sam Klein. This has been... And now I can't remember what episode number it was. I'm doing the Jason uh, sign off today. This has been episode (laughs) 354 of the Duke basketball report podcast. Stay in touch with us. DBR podcast at gmail.com we've gotten a flurry of great emails recently. So we'll, we'll talk about those again uh, real soon, but until then, see you this weekend to talk about Kentucky Duke band. Take us home.
1: In a matter of moments, Donald will show up on our screens from Hawaii. I'm dying to see where he is. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Probably in a hotel room, unfortunately. But I have this fantasy that he's going to be doing this from the beach. Come on. Here he goes. Come on, man. Oh! What? Hotel room. What? What I had this fantasy, man, that you'd be, you'd be joining us from the beach.
2: Uh, did you want to hear me or did you want to see me? Because <laughs> that's how that was going to work. Can
1: you turn uh, your camera? Turn your camera so I can see the beach at your window.
2: <laughs> I have a little sliver, but you can't really see it from this window, right. unfortunately.
1: I'm kidding; it's cool.
2: I almost did it from the deck, but it's just it's windy out there. So, um,
1: what island are you on?
2: Uh, I'm in Honolulu. I'm a I'm a Waikiki.